And we're back to the shit show of French politics. A podcast where I educate my husband to the complicated turmoil of French politics. <laughs> We are Muriel and Nast. And please, if you want to engage and share your thoughts, your comments and whatnot, always with a good, uh, polite, uh, constructive tone, uh, we're more than welcome to do it at Political Shit Show. This is part two of our discussion on the fallout of the French parliamentary election, which um, which concluded last week with the staggering uh, shock of President Macron losing his absolute majority in Parliament, uh, the leftist coalition noobs making uh, quite a good score, but not as good as they as they hoped, and the far right. Um, Front National uh, gaining a staggering 89 uh, parliament members, making it uh, the third bloc uh, and political force to be reckoned with. Um, and this is actually the second uh, part of what I wanted to discuss, is that we have seen this week an arm wrestling between the Front National and the NUPS coalition, around uh, who will be the main opposition group, because In terms of added force, uh, the noobs uh, is first because once they've added everything, they are close. It's 130 something. Yeah, we, with some uh, parliament members that were not uh, registered from the um, from the the, um, the overseas uh, islands, so they are getting close to 140 uh, parliament members. Um, But uh, but this is a coalition of four parties. The biggest one in this coalition is La France Insoumise with uh, something co close to 70 or 75 parliament members. So less than the Front National. So, of course, the Front National immediately started saying, no, we are the first uh, the first opposition group uh, because uh, because we are the we are the biggest party. And um And it is symbolic, but not only symbolic, because uh, because some very important positions in the um, in the in the parliament hang on uh, on who is considered the biggest opposition, because it gives you uh, it gives you specific powers. And right now, it doesn't mean it's dead for the noobs, because a lot of these positions are uh, subjected to a vote. So if they keep the coalition strong and if they all vote together, they will still manage to be the main opposition opposition force because it goes through a voting process so i think that i guess there's there are efforts and that there is people super invested left right and right center and right uh, trying to to erode the integrity of the coalition to put wedges into the coalition absolutely and they've been and they've been working uh, working so hard for it but right now uh It seems like the noobs is holding. They had their first uh, intergroup uh, coalition meeting, and and they came out uh, and they came out uh, with big smiles on their face, saying the coalition is still uh, is still holding strong. And it was not a given because because as soon as the Front National started harping on, oh, we are we are the bigger groups, uh, uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, so uh, leader of uh, of la of la France Insoumise, uh, made such a stupid move and and I I really appreciate Jean-Luc Mélenchon's political savvy what he did with building the Nubes coalition was tremendous but 
yeah, I think he sort of panicked with the notion or with the Front National uh, trying to trying to hog the attention. And so in a press conference, he declared, oh, uh, to... to Jean-Luc, shut up, please shut up, shut up, don't go there. Yeah, exactly. And so what he said was declaring in a press conference that to be sure that the noobs would be the first opposition group, they should, uh, they should really merge and form a single group, which... A, was not what was in the deal. It was clearly stated that there would be an alliance, they would vote together uh, on the subject they agreed to, but they would still have four different groups. And and even within context of the parliament, it's stupid because the way the parliament works in France is that each group, so a parliament group is formed once you have an alliance of 15 parliament members or more, and each group gets a dotation in terms of financing of collaborators, of speaking time in the assembly. So if you have four groups that have agreed to work together and you fuse them in one, you're actually you're actually shooting yourself in the foot because it means that you're going to you're going to lose part of your of your uh, possibility possibility of action. And here and and yeah my, my reaction was for shut up why, why are you asking for that? It's stupid. And I understand the 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 fear and the notion of no no symbolically we need to we need to state that we have the bigger group but it's not even that important because what's important is voting together not uh, not having a not having a single group because the the important position that usually go to the biggest opposition group it's just because there's a vote so it, so it doesn't have to be necessarily the the biggest uh, numerical group but just uh, whoever gets the gets the most votes so in this context it makes sense to to keep the to keep the the different groups uh, groups separate so so yeah so after Jean-Luc went to say no let's let's merge the groups and and all the rest said no there was say oh if, oh you see the noobs is already uh, is already dying but yeah so far so far they they are holding up but uh um but yeah, it's very tense. Uh, the first big vote uh, for this uh, parliamentary position will happen on the 30th of June. Uh, and normally the noobs should have it, except if the conservatives vote with the Front National. So it's really going to be uh, uh, a life ah, testing. So, so if the conservatives uh, the rally behind Front National, then... The then they will get the the they, they could, the control the main opposition group uh, control control yes. role yes so so will they go this far just to just to block the left um we oh. cannot underestimate them yes exactly <laughs> yes exa exa exactly and, uh, and they need to they need to protect france against the islamo marxists a wave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, an example that's very... I am being that, ironic. That's very baffling. Uh, so um, so a Macronist uh, parliament member that used to be a conservative uh, was actually Nicolas Sarkozy, uh, treasure, um, treasury, uh, treasury manager, uh, who has been uh, implicated in a couple of corruption cases, uh, obviously. And, um, and so this guy called Eric Wirt uh, said... Paraphrasing here, uh, well, the the noobs said that they would uh, use the parliamentary the parliamentary power to exert uh, some fiscal uh, control and examination, and the Front National said nothing of the kind. So I think it would be better to have a Front National at this position. Who said that? 
a guy called Eric Wirtz, who used to be uh, conservative and who has just uh, recently joined the joined the, the Macronist, and he had this position, so he knows the he knows the poet it entails mm. uh, pretty well. But it's sort of okay. You you kind of played yourself here, saying that you would rather have a, a proto fascist than a leftist because the leftists are going to look a bit too closely at your finances. Uh, <laughs> But that's the that's the thing, uh, Amor. That uh, at the end, it's something that we mentioned in the when we were talking about the extreme right, and is that politically or economically, the positions of the extreme right, there are some particularities about uh, about how they look on local market production and manufacturing and have a more. Um, a more chauvinist uh, approach or a more uh, nationalist uh, uh, approach to economy and less globalist no but uh, but besides that their their macroeconomic positions are neoliberal and are pretty much uh, conservative yeah 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 so absolutely so it's it's unsurprising, but uh, but still, <laughs> still a bit a bit baffling at times. It might not be clear they, for the for the population because they don't say it. They, the the messaging they they project and the messaging they craft is very emotional, and we are the ones that are going to take care of you, and really we are the mother state or the father state, yeah, and we're they, going to really protect your childhood, your values, your society. So they are sending all those messages as part of the emotional wrapping of their of their campaigning but on the on the other hand their 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 economical proposals as far as i know are pretty much uh, protectionist and uh, neoliberal neoliberal at heart yeah absolutely and and even on the side of the on the side of the macronist in the first few days uh, following the parliamentary election there were a couple of uh, Macronist parliament members and, and ministers who were clearly testing the waters in that, oh, but the Front National was elected, so now they have a parliamentary legitimacy, so we'll, have, we'll be working with uh, everyone uh, who will have us. And, uh, and if we need to pass some reforms for the good of the country and we need the, the, um, and we need the votes of the Front National, then we'll, then we'll go get those votes. Um, and and I feel like it was a bit of a, a bit of a test run, but it hasn't worked very well because uh, because these declarations were met with uh, with an outcry. So very qu very quickly, uh, the 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 minister in charge, the Macronist minister in charge of uh, of Parliament um, of Parliament uh, relationship and and Parliament uh, uh, negotiations said um, said. Uh, um, th this is a quote that um, that um, that of course this is a no. We are not going to put ourselves in a situation where we would be depending on the vote of the Front National to get a parliament majority. But at the same time, they haven't said that they would not accept their votes if it just happened that they would be willing to to support their their policy. So so the Macronists are really. Tr still being a bit ambiguous on will we be working with the far right or not well we'll see we we 
we we we leave the door we we leave the door open we don't want to close uh, to close uh, anyone let's hope that it doesn't that it doesn't uh, turn out that way because uh, it sounds to me like the perfect formula for marine to to be in the presidential in the presidential palace in the next election oh absolutely and it's a huge fear of the left it's been discussed like She's got a huge parliament member. She's going to get normalized even more, and and now people don't do the 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 and and she's been normalized so much that now people don't want to to do the the, the barrage vote saying that no we will vote for for anyone so that the the Front National do, doesn't get there. So it's a it's an it's an actual concern. Yes, absolutely. And um, and the other question you were asking is. Can the leftist coalition hold? Uh, well, we'll see, because as any coalition, and especially on the left, where uh, where we love to where we love to to bicker, because that's uh, that's uh, what you do when you're trying to have progressive policies that not everyone agrees on what and how to do it. But like I said, so far it's been holding, uh, except for <laughs> except for a couple of. Uh, of uh, let's say salty statements from the former uh, the former presidential candidates. I think I mentioned it in a previous episode that uh, that the uh, that the former presidential candidates, especially in the Green and the Communist, have been very salty about the about the alliance since the whole point of their presidential candidacy for was... different reasons, I guess. No, because yeah, well, the the Green was very much the neoliberal German Green, if I remember correctly. Yeah, exactly. But f fundamentally, there is uh, there is a connected tissue in that. In uh, they all had a presidential bid with the idea of our party is important as an independent force, and when they all tanked. But Mélenchon, the conclusion was no. Now La France Insoumise is the main, uh, is the the biggest, uh, the biggest block on the left. So the only way we can move forward is to have this alliance, and they managed to make it. But for the former presidential election, who are still in the mourning period, it's a bit expected that they would say no. We are still relevant. We should keep uh, being independent. We we shouldn't be. Uh, Uh, dissolved and and mixed in a in a coalition, but uh, but it's been rather uh, a minority discourse. Like I said, it's just a uh, uh, dis disappointed loser candidate being sole losers, I would say. Uh, but however, the 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 leaders uh, the leaders of the of the political party, especially the socialist leader, who is really having a, having a bit of a of a state of grace because he's been very active communicating about how much he believes in the in the alliance and again it's a long-term bid in maybe at some point uh, um, uh, the the socialist party could be rebuilt with an actual left leftist policy so I, i feel like his bid is to rebuild some credibility for the socialist party and worst case scenario still being relevant within the coalition but uh but i've listened to a couple of his speeches and and is actually rather good and like i said since he's been rid of the neoliberal socialists who have all uh, gone rogue socialist the guy seems really he, he's really glowing in his uh, in his public uh, public presentations who uh, again um, who is this uh, this character uh, a fellow called Olivier Force who is the current first secretary of the of the socialist party uh, long career in the in the social in the socialist party but uh, when he became uh, first secretary 
he had to he had to handle the the presidential uh, the presidential candidacy for the for the socialist and it didn't work so well and he also had a lot of uh, of internal opposition when he said that he that he would take the socialist to to be part of the of the coalition um so yeah so the fact that now he he seems to be happy with the with being part of the coalition and and usually being uh, rather positive on the on the coalition in his speech it it makes it uh, it makes it a, a strong ally actually um then uh then regarding the green it is a bit of the same meaning that the more like you say german liberal green uh have been defeated in the presidential election so they are still there but you don't hear them much and and it was a very big divide because also another half of the Green Party was coming from uh, climate activists, uh, more left-oriented. So I feel like the I feel like the Greens are rather happy. And through the NUPS coalition, they have managed more emergency-oriented, I guess. No, because uh, yes. my my take will be that this candidate, and I I have read nothing of them, but uh, but just uh, putting two and two together, this candidate and and his. Uh, his block within the party are probably just uh, trying to push for investment in innovation, uh, developing new technologies for carbon capture, yeah, exactly. continuing Reform the same industry, yes. the same industry standards. So, but green, no, this this kind of uh, of uh, wishful thinking of innovation will get us out of it. Uh, we just need to. We just need to invest and attract investors towards these uh, areas of the of the research and development uh, space. Yeah, exactly. And for both the the socialist and green, the the coalition deal has been a rather good one because the socialists managed to save uh, all of the parliament members and even gained uh, five more. So they are they have no. Uh, they went for 27 to 32 or, or something, uh, not 100% sure. Uh, for the Green, it was a big win because they didn't have uh, parliament members at all. Okay. Uh, and they hadn't had for quite a long time. And now they have a full group also ranging close to 30 to 30 members. So they are going to have a much bigger role uh, than they had. Um and uh, and I would say the I would say that the most uh, the most sore uh, point is the is really the communists because uh, because right now they only have thirteen parliament members so they fall short of being able to form a group but they're probably going to get a, a couple of unregistered uh, uh, left uh, at the moment so they they probably end up having their own group but uh, but close and and like I said in a former episode. Um, uh, ten years ago, they were allied with La France Insoumise, uh, and there were conflict of people, so they, the alliance uh, didn't work so well. And five years ago, uh, they, they elected their new their new leader specifically on the program of we'll have an independent presidential candidate. We're going to take our independence again from uh, from La France from La France Insoumise, so that the Communist Party can maintain its own identity and its own presence in the in the leftist landscape, and it tanked. Uh, the, their candidate made uh, 2.3% at the presidential election, uh, close. So, 
So it was a bit that failed and, and having to acknowledge this failure and getting back with La France Insoumise when their whole, the whole point was to distance themselves. Uh, they're still a, a bit salty about that. But again, it's divided because you have the, you have the, the proponent of the independence line that are clearly uh, still very bitter. Uh, but you have also some of the communists who say no. We've never been stronger as when we ally with La France Insoumise. Our program align 90% of the time. It doesn't make sense to to stay to stay divided. Um, what what do you think are the main political uh, political conquests or main political topics that that are going to be brought to the table by Renaissance in the next uh, year year and a half? Uh, the pension reform. I mean, now it has become so, so not only importantly for for uh, for political and, and budgetary take, but it's also symbolically the last reform that Macron tried to do. It launched uh, two months of major strikes that were only interrupted by COVID. And right now it is the only reform point that has been really very much present in the in the discourse of Renaissance. Is there something about European uh, military alliance or uh, not not so not so much. Maybe we can we can make a full episode on that because I, I read in some uh, foreign press that there were some concern about uh, about how it's going to impact the European Union because France is such an important strategic partner. But Everything that is foreign policy, it's called the, the reserve domain of the president. So that's one of the few things uh, with nuances, because if you have to translate a European directive into French law, you still have to go through parliament. But as far as international policy and diplomacy is concerned, the president can still decide a lot on, a lot on his own. So, so on the European politics front, it shouldn't have, uh, it shouldn't have uh, a, major, a major impact. Um, But uh, but right now, what is in discussion is uh, so uh, so as you know, we are in the immediate context of the United States overturning uh, Roe v. Wade, the guaranteed uh, access to access to abortion, and uh, so now there is a push to to write uh, the right to abortion in the French in the French Constitution because it's, it's not. Because it's not, and and actually that's that's where also there's a lot of uh, hypocrisy ball uh, going there. Because uh, well, but that's an easy win for the for Renaissance because yeah, Renaissance exactly. doesn't have uh, it's neoliberal, but in the sense also of uh, of being socially progressive, no, in yeah, that but, kind of things. Yeah, but where it gets interested is that in 2018, La France Insoumise uh, submitted. Uh, a law to write abortion right in the constitution and La République En Marche voted against because they didn't want to antagonize their their right uh, their right wing mm, base. The conservatives again. Yes, exactly. And the argument was, oh, but the right to abortion is absolutely not threatened in France, contrary to other countries. So, so it's it's very safe. No need to write it to write it in the in the constitution. And and so last week, uh, La France Insoumise put out the, the law proposition again. And just 12 hours later, the, the Macronists put up their own uh, proposition of law. Uh, so with that, there is a strong chance that, that it will go through. But, uh, but yeah, they are being, they, yeah, they, they are also being, uh, being commented on in that you voted against it in 2018 
and know that the left is pushing it again, you are saying that you are going to do it uh, just uh, just one day later. And what's really galling is that in the mainstream media, they do not say any of these. They say, oh, uh, Renaissance, uh, Renaissance is putting forward a, a law project to, to write uh, the right to abortion for the Constitution. No mention that uh, 24 hours prior, uh, the leftist coalition did the same and that as early as 2018, the left was asking for, for this right to be written in the Constitution and La République En Marche voted against it. So uh, only, only imbeciles don't change their minds, but, but at some point the, 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 the political opportunism yeah. is starting to show. Unfortunately... I will take it. I mean, whatever it takes, not to get that uh, that codified into into the constitution, uh, I will probably say let's uh, let's swallow. No oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I I I absolutely take. For it. one of the of the next episodes, maybe I can uh, I can uh, gather some uh, intel about the different policies that have been passing. Around feminist policies in in Spain, on the or from Podemos, around reproductive rights, around uh, um, the codification of abuse and assault, and so on. So it's a very, I think it, they are doing quite an interesting job, uh, quite quite a good job on on different parts of the of the policies uh, equality policies yeah I, I personally would be very interested because uh, because for years the um, the the image of, of Spain in France was oh it's a bit of a macho country and it's uh, and it's a bit backward and in and in a couple of years uh, regularly popped up at uh, Spain passes this law progressive law Spain passes progressive law it's like Wow, that's that's awesome, and it's putting the French politicians to shame with how how behind we are in in this kind of. Policy. Well, that's what happens when you get the extreme right, uh, left in the, into in a co in a government coalition. <laughs> okay, Emma. on this scary note. Yes, dun, dun, dun. we'll be off for today. Thank you. Thank you.